biblical imagery. The church gave men and women a new love, Jesus Christ, a person who inspired their actions and held their affections. This was a love unlike others, for it was not only that Jesus was a wise teacher or a compassionate human being who reached out to the sick and needy, or even that he patiently suffered abuse and calumny and died a cruel death, but that after his death God had raised him from the dead to a new life. He who once was dead now lives. The resurrection of Jesus is the central fact of Christian devotion and the ground of all Christian thinking. The resurrection was not a solitary occurrence, a prodigious miracle, but an event within the framework of Jewish history, and it brought into being a new community, the Church. Christianity enters history not only as a message, but also as a communal life, a society or city, whose inner discipline and practices, rituals and creeds, and institutions and traditions were the setting for Christian thinking. From the time Christianity first came to public attention, Greek and Roman writers took note of the new religion and wrote learned and informed works of criticism. In an earlier book, The Christians as the Romans saw them, I presented the thought of these ancient critics of Christianity, philosophers like Celsus and Porphyry, and the zealous Roman Emperor Julian. That book was a self-conscious attempt to understand the critics of Christianity on their own terms within the context of ancient thought. Although they were often hostile and condescending, there is much to learn from them, not least about Christianity itself. But the reason for the study was eventually to take up the Christians' response to their critics. It has taken me much longer to return to this task than I anticipated, and my thinking has changed as I have read more widely and deeply in ancient texts and in early Christian literature. Though the present audiobook is a fulfillment of that project, its plan is quite different from the one I envisioned some years ago. I had intended to write a history of Christian apologetics, that is, how Christian thinkers answered the arguments of their critics as they defended and explained Christian belief to a world that knew little of Christ. But as compelling as that task remains, I have found that Christian thinking is much too independent to be treated chiefly in relation to Greco-Roman thought. It is instructive to hear the voices of the critics of Christianity, and that is where this audio program begins. But the energy, the vitality, the imaginative power of Christian thought stems from within, from the person of Christ, the Bible, Christian worship, the life of the Church. Some of the most valuable sources, for example, are sermons. The agenda of this audiobook is set by the things Christians cared most about. The notion that the development of early Christian thought represented a Hellenization of Christianity has outlived its usefulness. The time has come to bid a fond farewell to the ideas of Adolf von Harnack, the 19th century historian of dogma, whose thinking has influenced the interpretation of early Christian thought for more than a century. It will become clear in the course of this audiobook that a more apt expression would be the Christianization of Hellenism,
though that phrase does not capture the originality of Christian thought, nor the debt owed to Jewish ways of thinking and to the Jewish Bible. Neither does it acknowledge the good and right qualities of Hellenic thinking that Christians recognized as valuable. For example, moral life understood in terms of the virtues. At the same time, one observes again and again that Christian thinking, while working within patterns of thought and conceptions rooted in Greco-Roman culture, transformed them so profoundly that, in the end, something quite new came into being. There are many ways to account for this transformation. For example, the person of Christ and the events associated with Him, the sacramental character of Christian worship, the communal life of the Church, and each has its place in the story I tell. But what has impressed me most is the omnipresence of the Bible in early Christian writings. Early Christian thought.